Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause, where we talk about this time of life, mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen. Each week, I'm joined by top professionals dropping their tips and advice. Remember, episodes drop every Tuesday. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review it. Thank you, because this helps others to find the show. You can check out our website, find out which episodes are coming up, and get the latest blog and advice by going to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com, and get ready to thrive, not just survive, through perimenopause and beyond. Welcome to this week's episode of Thriving Through Menopause, and I'm excited to have a very different conversation with Canada's play expert, Janet Olmsted. Welcome to the show, Janet. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited, Clarissa. This is going to be so fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun because we're going to talk about play, but you're going to tell us also what play is. But to introduce you, you're the author of the playbook, How to Get in the Habit of Good Health, which I think is huge because habits are something that seems to be talked not enough in menopause, I would say. Not that it's too much, I'd say not enough. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're a master behavior change health coach, you're a speaker, and you're a personal trainer. Wow, there's so amazing in there, just so much to dig into. But let me begin at the beginning. What is play? I mean, the play, you know, we, I know it says, please look after yourself method, but Tell me more about that and how did you discover it? Oh, okay. Well, uh, well, I am a play expert. It's self-proclaimed. I, uh, play means two things. Play as in the action of moving your body um, and making a case for all adults to return to a state of childhood play, which, you know, it, it is a, a window of opportunity for uh, adults to um, give themselves permission to find some fun and uh, do something positive against the terrible statistics of inactivity uh, that have not changed since 2001, which is 1.4 billion people do not do enough exercise to keep healthy. And that's 20 minutes a day. Um, And that bothers me as a trainer and a health coach because Mm. I really don't believe it has to be that way. I believe Um, If we tap back into what brought us joy as kids, um, in whatever way, shape or form makes sense to you, then you go do more of that. And when you start to, when you get in the habit of play, um, play is a positive catalyst for change. Because when you move your body, you feel better. And when you feel better, you eat better. And when you eat better, you sleep better and manage stress better. And it's just this wonderful opportunity Um, to tackle something that seems to be a really hard thing for people, exercise. So play is exercise. Yes, yes. And I I love that. And when you said that figure, I was like, am I shocked? Well, actually not. I don't know whether, Janet, you saw the 57% of midlife women in the UK do no physical exercise in any given week. Right. right. How horrifying yeah. is that? And I believe it has to be like that. Yeah. I believe with the, you know, that's why I wrote my book, the playbook, mm-hmm. how to get in the habit of good health, which you talked about at the beginning. Yeah. The reason I wrote my book was to talk to people that 58% and more um, that, you know, 
when you understand what your bare minimum amount is, and it's 20 minutes a day, and I understand people don't have time to get it. Um, it gets the thing that gets moved to the bottom of to-do list first. Yeah. Um, but when you really, really understand that 20 minutes a day does not have to be done all at once, yeah. you can break it up and everything counts from mowing your lawn yeah. to playing with your grandkids to like all that movement, standing up more, taking a walk. There's keeping it simple and getting back to basics, I think is really helpful for people. And yeah. people are often surprised by that. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised though because I think I'm not surprised because simple movement is part of how we always were. Uh, totally. And I mean, I read a book called Exercised and he really talked about people getting up to put wood on the fire and then they sat around and then they did this and that and the other with their animals and they had to do physical work. We don't. But then we just sit on the couch and we sit at work and we sit to commute. And really, is 20 minutes in the gym enough? Ben? Well, that's a really good question. And to counter exactly what you said, not counter to us, um, 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 boost yeah. what you were saying. Uh, 20 minutes a day and all movement matters. And the fact that the oldest or longest living people in the world, I don't know if you've heard of Dan Butner's work yeah. in, the, in the Blue Zones. Yes. You know, um, the people who have lived the longest have never set foot in a gym, <laughs> no. right? Ooh, yeah. I personally, I like the gym, but I respect that it's not, it's not for everybody. And I respect even more that everybody has different ways of coming at things. But if you meet the 20 minutes and by the way, the reason people think they need to go to a gym, there's a whole industry, oh, yeah. just like there's a diet industry. Oh, yeah. But the whole reason people think they need to go to a gym is because that's how trainers get paid by the hour. Mm -hmm. So people think they have to go to the gym and they have to go to uh, for an hour. And it's not true. No. It's not. No. And a lot of people are like, really? Tell me more. Well, <laughs> I can't. I mean, look, it's, it's all in there. Yeah, because how long do you think? I mean, 20 minutes. But even if you went less than half an hour, you could do a pretty good workout, couldn't you? Oh, for sure. And, you know, it had... It the, there are guidelines, physical activity guidelines. Yeah. Each country has it, uh, some, and uh, the World Health Organization yes. is where is you know my book is based on their kind of model of what physical activity entails. The 150 to 300 minutes of uh, moderate to intensive um, cardiovascular mm -hmm. activity, yep. so heart pumping things, yeah, uh, and muscular uh, function. So doing things that, and this is where people kind of go, oh, I never knew that. So, you know, the reason we do squats or people perform squats, yeah. unless you're, I'm not talking about people who are, are performing for the Olympics, okay? No, no. I'm talking about everyday movement patterns. The reason we need to practice functional movement, strength training, like squats, push-ups, pull-ups, things that make you ro rotate is because that's how the human body moves. We yep. get in and out of a chair, on and off a toilet, in and out of a couch, uh, in and out of a car. Um, so those are squat movements. Yes. Right. So practicing those will help continually make it easy to keep doing those things. It, we want to keep our muscles strong exactly. and flexible and flexible. We want to be able to do that and balanced, I think, because we had Dr. Yeah. John Newstead here talking about yes. fracture proofing your bones. And I mean, right. I'm a Qigong teacher and postures and unbalance are the number one things we teach. We don't sort of go exactly. on about all the fancy movements. I mean, no one moves like a Shaolin monk. We're not made like that. 
But to have posture and to have balance is like good for the whole body and the mind. Totally. Yeah. Oh, and the mind. And, you know, the posture thing is really important because of our sitting society. Um, but, you know, one of the things I have some of my clients practice uh, is just go stand against a wall and see where your shoulders, your ears, your shoulders, your hips, your knees, your ankles, the alignment and just practicing posture. Boy, that opens up your airways. So when you when you stand better, you breathe deeper. It's just um, I'm all about keeping it simple, Clarissa. Yeah. Simplicity <laughs> matters. It does because people can't take on. And I mean, but we do have a counterculture to that, don't we, Janet, with um women lifting immense weights at the moment, this huge weight. And I'm sure it's fine for everybody. That's not for everybody, is it? No, and that's the thing that I really help people understand. There is no one-size-fits-all. Look, if you love, Clarissa, if you love to go lift heavy stuff, that's awesome. As long as you are practicing it in a way that won't hurt you, yeah. that you're recovering from. You know, a lot of women think, oh, I'll, I'll do more and I'll... I'll train harder and all those things, which is okay. But how are you balancing those things? And are you working under a, a program that will help you get there safely and have you progress? Because we all want to progress without doing crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's very true, isn't it? We want to progress without doing crazy things. So I think I'm getting from you every bit of movement is really important. Every beat of piece of movement. And the other part you asked me what PLAY also stands for yes. is please look after yourself. Yeah. The acronym yes. of P-L-A-Y. Yes. I even have it tattooed <clears throat> on my wrist. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. But please look after yourself came because uh, at 24, I had a near-death experience, mm. which, which was a real awakening wow. to me. Uh, I had a ruptured ovarian cyst uh, with, that was twisted and I was bleeding internally. And that was six weeks before I got married. And wow. when you're 24 and that happens and, you know, here's the thing. Uh, I've actually heard other uh, of your guests talk about this. A lot of people start tuning out their bodies because sometimes there's a lot going on as we age and through menopause. But yeah. our bodies talk to us. Mm -hmm. And my body was talking to me really hard and then it shut me down. And people have these, you know, mm. health crisis yeah. that, that mm. do make them pay attention. And when that at 24, you know, blessing in disguise, I promised myself I would never take my health for granted. And then over time, as I uh, became a trainer and a health coach, and I saw that the, even though these this profession speaks to me. I really respect it doesn't speak to everybody. And so play is the lowest, you know, please look after yourself. Not everybody does or everybody eventually does because they're forced to. Yeah. And when they can um, step back and look after themselves, I think play is the lowest barrier to entry, the moving your body. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it keeps the bar low and it's like, oh, is that what I get to do? I get to. I get to play. I get to move my body. I don't have to. I get to. And, and I want to help more people do that. Yeah, I like and I like that a lot because play's fun, right? Yes. Oh, we still need to have fun. <laughs> we do. And we might be in menopause or even older. We want to have fun. But I, I think that sometimes exercise gets tied up with a lot of shame and guilt. Sure. What story are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of people hold on to, uh, you know, in grade two, some teacher said, you will never be an athlete or you can't, um, 
run or something like that, you know, and these are stories people carry with themselves, sadly, because um, we were all born to play. We were all, as you said earlier, we're all born to move. Yeah. And when you can start talking a little nicer to yourself mm -hmm. and understand, you know, because that's also a whole other conversation. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. When we give ourselves the, you know, like you would say to your younger self, hey, how do you want to go play today? What would you like to do? And if that means going to the park and getting on a swing, what is wrong with that? It, it all counts. Nothing. It's brilliant. And it makes you <laughs> great. Yeah. 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 And you want to be able to do that, especially if, if you were to become a grandparent. Wow. How important wouldn't that play be? I mean, it would be super vital to be able super vital, yeah. super fun. And what an opportunity to be a role model yeah. to that grandchild. Absolutely. And play. And I think when you play, you're just free, aren't you? Totally, totally, totally free in, in here, really not just. Yeah. yeah. It is the perfect, it's not a total escape, yeah. but it does bring joy to the mundane. And, you know, if we use the opportunity to make our world the playground, mm -hmm. you know, it, it just opens up the possibilities of endless possibilities of how you can move your body and it's free well that's the other thing you could just go to the park and run around play with a ball roll on down a hill or something <laughs> if you wanted to if you live in a snowy country you can toboggan oh yes 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 yes, yes. okay we got a premise with please you know if you haven't done these things in a while Not a good... don't just jump on things <laughs> you know <laughs> we, we want to make sure that we practice safety yeah. first yeah. But there's nothing wrong with a, a minute of trying something. Yeah. Not, and you can do lots of amazing stuff like swimming in the summer, going in the water, having so much fun. I swim, yeah. I swim next to my dog, actually. She likes that. Oh, she, do you? Oh, yeah. She gets in and she's like, woo. And then she swims and then I swim <laughs> next to her. Oh, my gosh. My dog just sits on the edge and barks at me. I think he's trying to protect me. Oh, no. She loves it. Yeah. She's any water and she's straight in. Oh, I love it. You know, yeah, a really fun thing that speaking of swimming and simple things like that, you know, even even sidewalk chalk. Oh, you can make yeah. a fun obstacle. Like you have your listeners, you have permission. Go to the toy store, go get some sidewalk chalk and some skipping ropes, make a little obstacle course, look on YouTube uh, or Google fun obstacle courses oh, that yeah. you can. There are um, there are people I have seen that do that on the street outside their driveway they, it was kind of really popular during the pandemic mm. when people were looking to yeah, get yeah, outside yeah. and yeah just having the opportunity to have your neighbors jump through the ladder and stuff like that like playful Amazing. and it all counts to your daily yeah, movement definitely. all of it daily movement really really counts that and that's the thing that it doesn't have to be boring and it doesn't have to be guilt-ridden we don't have to think oh i should have must got ought to go to the gym exactly how i i love the, that you said that because one of the ways i help some of my clients is taking the should out you know instead of shutting yourself yeah what a word yeah right there's no should it's what can i or i get to yeah you know i I get I get to go to the gym if that's where I want to go today. I also get to go X Y Z, do this and that. You know, yeah. We we all just we've kind of all been held back a lot by the pandemic too. And I yeah. updated my book with the statistics actually of 
those who had not been in the habit of moving their body mm -hmm. enough prior to the pandemic. Uh, and what happened to a lot of people, they didn't know they had underlying health conditions mm -hmm. because um, moving your body, you know, helps your blood pressure, helps your heart, helps your muscles, helps your mental health. There's a whole list of yeah. obvious, wonderful things that it helps with. And if you didn't know those things um, were a problem prior to the pandemic, mm -hmm. you sure learned fast. And yeah. um, and the underlying messages never forget the power of moving no, because it's no. it's it's a magic pill in itself and it's free. Um, like I said absolutely. Before. And what? How do you uh, when you have women who are in menopause and they say, "Well, I'm really tired. I've got lots of hot flashes. This is too hard." How do you motivate them to get moving? Well, that's a really good question. It's actually not about me. It's about where they're ready willing and able to start. And um, it would surprise you. Some people are, some people, a lot of people actually make the, not a mistake, but they're very keen to like do more now, like do it all. And uh, even though they're having hot flashes and they're having, you know, their mm -hmm. the appetite's not the same and they're sleeping like crap, you know, um, I always try and break it down into the bare, I call it the bare ass minimum, the bare minimum amount dose that they, they need for their lifestyle because everybody's at a different place in space. But motivation, um, we really look at their own internal motivators. You know, some people are internally motivated and some people are externally motivated. Yep. I have clients that will move if they sign up for a 10K, right? Yep. Or I have other clients that would never sign up for a 10K and they'd rather, you know, do uh, put stack a habit onto something they're already doing. Like um, everybody brushes their teeth, right? So yeah, yeah. If, you, if you just can't find five minutes to do anything, certainly you can find five minutes, either be the habit of teeth brushing, yep. you stack it before yep. you would do, I don't know, pick something. What would you pick? Oh, I, I would probably pick something like boiling a kettle. Okay. So you're boiling a kettle every day, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what are you doing before and after the kettle boils? Uh, hanging about, waiting for tea to make or something like that. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing a lot. Before I've filled the water, I probably stand there when it, it's waiting. It, when you fill the whole thing up, it doesn't do it in more than a, it takes a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. So you have a few minutes. There's yeah. time, yeah. right? You just found two or three minutes of time. So what kind of movement? Could you do in those two to three minutes while you're standing there? You could do a squat. Sure. Very easy. You could maybe uh, do some press-ups against your kitchen bench. <laughs> yes, you could. You could. You could do yep. a lunge. Yeah. Could, some... could you dance? Oh, you could dance. You could jump up and down if you wanted to. Could you stretch? Oh, yes. Could you take five deep breaths? Absolutely. There you go. That's how you add a little more play into your day without having to do something. Now, all those little, if you're going to boil the kettle four times in your day and it takes five minutes, there's your 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. That, right? That's quite whoa. But you've also probably carried some shopping in from the car and and maybe you've had to go and walk to pick the post up and whatever, whatever. There's a whole host of stuff, you know, that you've done. Exactly. Um, I have got, actually in my book, I've listed 150 ways to add play to your day. Yeah. And because you need 150 minutes a week, I came up with 150 ways. It, it, and it can be just as simple as what we talked about. Yeah. It can be standing on one foot in a line oh, for your balance, yes. right? 
it, it could be um, putting a skipping rope outside your door, and every when you walk by, you do ten jumps. Yep. Just the possibilities are endless. That's what gets me excited. I love that. I like that because that suddenly it's not this huge thing. Suddenly it's like, mm. oh, well, well, I can do that. And it's opening yeah. up for people that opportunity. Right, exactly. And that's why when you ask the question about, you know, how do I motivate somebody? When we have a deep conversation about that, it's amazing what people will come up all by them with all by themselves. Now, I am a trainer too. And if someone wants a program and they are at a stage that they are ready for a program, they're willing to follow it and they have the time, then that's that's another conversation. Of course, but that that's different. Now that person is probably much more dedicated to going to the gym and, and changing lots of other things in their life. But that, that that's not everybody. It's not everybody. No. <laughs> One of the things I want to ask you about was stress, because I know that's in your playbook. Why does re reducing stress matter so much? Um, that's a really good question. Well, and what my first, the first thing is, you know, we all have, I like to use a visual of a bucket. Okay. If you have a bucket and it's filled to the top with all the things we all manage in a day between our job and our families and meal making and walking the dog and our managing aging parents and our relationships and our own health, all these things add stress into our lives. Now, are they good stressors? Are they bad stressors? They are stressed. Your body doesn't know the difference, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, ding, that's a movement st stress yeah. or ding, that's a relationship stress. It all builds in the body and increases inflammation. And um, the, the problem with inflammation and stress in the body and menopause is what happens is that our heart becomes very vulnerable yeah. Um, one in three women die from heart disease. Okay. And so many don't realize the powerful link between menopause, uh, reduced estrogen and in the increase of blood pressure. Mm -hmm. So as your stress bucket is about to overflow, we actually need to uh, recover. Yes. Right. So we need to find just uh, the right allostatic load. It's called the yes. right stressors that are yes. going to balance each other out. Yes. And what can they be? Gosh, there's the whole ton that can add a lot of de-stressing uh, sleep. Yes, for sure. Yes. Um, I did this last night myself. I took a bath because I was mm -hmm. just needed a bath, and I tell you, the emotional release for that was amazing. Yoga can be a de-stressor. Yes. Meditation can be a de-stressor. All those things that when you're uh, if you actually wrote a list down of all the things that are causing you stress and all the ways you're trying to not stress, it, it might really be out of balance. So finding little ways to, we can't take stress away. No, no, no. Easy no. as we think, right? <laughs> no. But the, it does kind of also come down to also, it really depends on your sphere of control. Yes. And the only thing we can control is our mind yes. and awareness. And when you're aware of what's adding stress to your life and how you're managing it, be honest with yourself. And what's one action you can take towards de-stressing today? Is it one of those things I just mentioned? You can also Google how to de-stress. Yes. And there's lots of ways 
but it's a really important part of the health equation, especially yeah. in menopause. Oh, especially in menopause. Yes, 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 yes. It's important for every part of us in menopause. And, and heart disease is an important one that we've mentioned so many times here before, but we've got to say it again. You know, it's the number one killer of women worldwide, women over 50. Just yeah. end of story. That and it, is- it, and it, gets, it gets drowned out, you know, by a lot of the other bad, scary things that can happen. And lots of things can happen. And I think what happens is we sometimes are talking lots of osteo and lots of Alzheimer's and they're horrible, horrible things, you know, that happen to women. But relative to the risk of having cardiovascular disease and ending up with a stroke or a heart heart attack, it's not quite the same magnitude. You're absolutely right. And one of the number one ways to help your heart is through play yeah to to have to have fun to de-stress to have to have fun and help your cardiovascular health at the same time exactly because that that and i what i really love what you said there was because play is good for your brain and what and play is good for your heart what's good for your heart is good for your brain and vice versa so through play you're doing your heart good and you're probably doing something neuroprotective against dementia and alzheimer's yeah, uh, you know, and the mind-body connection is undeniable. Yeah. It's just, it. I, I heard it said once, and I write about this, play is nature's therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about, you know, weight loss. It's improves your mood, your memory, and stress and anxiety. And yeah, it's just, um, like I said earlier, it is a magic pill. Yeah, and it's free. <laughs> Which I like even better because right now I've been having a rant. Sorry, listeners, you're hearing me having a rant on Twitter. And I've been like, I'm tired of everybody saying, look at my terrible menopause story. And and how would you like to buy my supplement that costs whatever? And I'm like, wow, you know, we can breathe. We can do yoga. We can play. Yeah. And it either costs you a small amount relatively or it's free once you know how. Well, you know, as humans, it's uh, our nature to look for shortcuts and hacks. Yep. It really is. And, uh, you know, it's an, a menopause is an industry oh, yeah. and, uh, and, and it needs to be because we need to talk about we it. Do. So many people do. don't even talk about no. it. Right. But, you know, we, we need to accept that, you know, either we, we don't have to do it all, but we have to find the right thing for us. Okay. And at the end of the day, there's just so many benefits from moving your body and keeping it simple Absolutely. without having to pay money. Now, if you need supplements, go get them, I guess, but yeah. find a professional. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, I, I, and I, I'm with you on that rant wagon. Yeah, I think some of us are, you know, because I know that, you know, this kind of thing we're talking about here today, when you're really connected through your mind, your body and having a lot of fun, because you're probably laughing as well when you're doing some of those play things. And laughter is so good for our mood. Absolutely. I actually have a podcast I listen to sometimes when I'm out walking my dog that is um, like humor, jokes and stuff. Because, And I have I have no shame in laughing out loud. I really <laughs> like to laugh out loud. And it's kind of a two for one. Laugh while you walk. Like, why not? Why not? Sounds good. Yeah. It sounds good. There's nothing like my husband sometimes says, Oh, let's put some comedy on and just have a really good laugh here. We need yes. we need one because we really do, you know, just to let some lightness in. 
Yeah. And you can put them together. They, they don't have to be separate. Yeah. You don't have to think, oh gosh, now I have to go listen to humor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I used to go, no, no, do that. But just I love that. Get out, move and, and do that. Beautiful. Yeah. Tap into the thing that brought you joy as a kid. Yeah. It's a great place to start. It is. And I have assessments also in my book. Um, if, if listeners are like, I don't even know where to start. They're free. I have them on my website. You can download them or you can order my book and read all about them and use the assessments to help guide your own play journey. Because like I said earlier, there is no one size fits all and how you are going to take on a play journey and how I'm going to take a play journey on are completely different, but there's no right or wrong. As long as you take action, that's what we want, yeah. right? We want people to take action towards better health and when and to help manage menopause. Because here's the other part. We get to live this long. There, what did I read uh, recently? You know, most people died by the time they were our age 100 years ago. Yeah. So there was, there's not a lot of um, data to, to, to support the, all the things that are coming out now, like there, there has become over time. But, you know, we get to live another 30, 40 years, A, without our period, and B, um, you know, the, our quality of life doesn't have to suffer. No. It, it can only, and this is why play matters too, it, it can only get better because you're taking, it's, and it's never too late, you're taking a action towards something that feels good and it can only benefit you and help you manage menopause. Because it kind of means you made it. Yeah, you made it. You, like, made, oh. you made it. And I, I mean, I think even you're saying in the past, and that was mostly through childbirth, women died and infectious diseases. But if we think about even women in the global south today and women who are have very unequal opportunities in our, in our Western world too, they mm-hmm. don't really make it to menopause or they only make it just there and then it's over for them, you know? So even yeah. though we've come a long way, you know, life expectancy for, for lots of women, isn't that. Exactly. Mm. Absolutely. And the one way that, you know, we can help spread the word of simple things to do is, I mean, you do an amazing job on your podcast. I love everything you talk oh, about and who you talk to. No, I really do. And also to help those people who aren't getting the information somehow, you know, infiltrating it into something that we can all be proactive about. It doesn't have to, we don't have to hide away. We can show up as the best version of ourselves um, one day at a time, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be in this big overhaul. Oh, no, no. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. Everybody just (laughs) got good help. I do. Yeah. They really do. Everybody does. But I wanted to say, and we'll ask you one question. What's the most fun play thing a client of yours has ever done? Oh gosh, <laughs> I've had oh the most fun placing. Just was like wow. that. <laughs> wow, you know, I have to say they aren't extreme things. That's good um, the fact that someone uh, I actually had a client last week that texted me and she said I I just went to the playground and played on one of the my favorite tools to help clients practice. Uh, functional movements with is a TRX. I don't know if you've heard of oh, that. Oh, yes. TRX yes, yes, yes. suspension training. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I taught her how to use that. And she went, she said, I just came back from the park and I had so much fun. And I just was like, there. Oh, did she it. hook it over one of the things? That's a little, I, a little 
program I wrote for her to try. And um, it just made her feel alive. And, you know, I've also had clients that have actually trained for things like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. And I've had clients that have <laughs> swum in master races and things like that. But um, those type of ahas for people are are big things. Yeah. They really are big things. That, yeah. They don't have to be grand, yeah. like jumping on airplanes. I mean, that's fun for somebody. I would never do that. Not but me. That's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that does answer the question. And in fact, I really like the story. You know, you've got a TRX, you take it down the, uh, the local park, you hook it over the playground and you go and do your exercise routine. How great is that? Outdoors, no gym, the cost of the TRX band, which isn't huge. And you've done your workout in fresh air in a great environment that you enjoy. No one's looking at you if you fess up or... Yeah, you might have to, you might have to fight for space with the kids on the monkey bars, but heck... <laughs> They're not there at the lunchtime. <laughs> no, yeah. Or the parents that are sitting on the bench are like, hmm, what's she doing? Or, hmm, look at that guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. That that is fun. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you told us, Janet, that you have a PDF that you're going to share with our listeners. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, it's called the Three Habits to Thrive with Menopause. It's a PDF I put together, um, and it's available to your listeners. And it talks about the three fundamental habits: eating, sleeping, and playing, uh, and tips on how to um, embrace some of those habits. Simply and um, effortless, effortlessly. Yeah. Why can't I ever say that word? Effortlessly. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That one. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I'm happy to share it with your audience. Absolutely. That is beautiful. I, I think we'll appreciate that. So, listeners, we're going to have that in the show notes for you to download and enjoy. Janet, I love talking to you. I love the passion, the the, the enthusiasm and, and sort of the energy that, that is there, probably because of play. <laughs> but how can um, my listeners get in touch with you, connect through and get a copy of your book too? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, um, listeners can find me over on my website, janetomstead.com. And there you'll find about my coaching, about my easy way to order my book. I actually just released my book on audio too. So it's on all the major channels, Audible, Spotify, anywhere you download books to listen mm -hmm. to. Um, and uh, Instagram, I'm, I hang out there sometimes um, and LinkedIn. But mostly the best way to connect with me directly is through my website for sure, JanetOmstead.com. Brilliant. So we will have that as well in the show notes. Janet, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing passion and joy with my listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you for all you do in bringing play to midlife women. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Thriving Through Menopause. If you like this podcast episode, please hop over to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com and rate and review it. And thank you if you do that because it helps others to find the show. Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? Then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening and see you next week for another guest interview 
helping you to thrive through menopause.